Welcome into Locked On Phillies. Today, the Phillies start a series with the Toronto Blue Jays in South Philadelphia before heading on a West Coast swing. Blue Jays, a good team. How do the Phillies, who have been struggling lately, find a way to make this series their own? Well, it starts with the starting pitching and a couple of premier matchups. We'll break down the series and more on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Uh, You've heard me talk Phillies baseball for years now, a little bit on the radio and television. Of course, you know me here as your host of Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure, if you have not yet, uh, rate and review wherever you're uh, going ahead and consuming this, whether it's YouTube or through a podcast network. Go ahead and do that. Or, sorry, a podcast application, I should say. Only one network, the Locked On Podcast Network. But uh, go ahead and uh, leave uh, leave a like, leave a rating. Uh, And if you don't mind, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube yet, trying to grow the channel as much as possible. You guys have been doing a great job with that. If you haven't subscribed, it's a great way to experience Lock On Phillies, being able to watch it, being able to get notifications when new episodes are posted so you know how to jump in and get your previews for series like this big two-game set with the Toronto Blue Jays. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into that. Of course, the Phillies take on the Toronto Blue Jays at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight, first game of the series. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast on the SiriusXM app. Just go ahead and type in uh, on the SXM app, uh, search Phillies, and you'll go ahead and it'll pull that broadcast up. That's important because the Phillies are at 6.40 tonight. The Sixers tip off at 7.30 or shortly thereafter, depending on the TV schedule. So, the second half of the Phillies game, you're going to be focused on the Sixers playoff game if you're a 4-for-4 four four Philadelphia sports fan. You want to have the radio broadcast on? The perfect way to do that is through the SiriusXM app. Makes it super easy for you to keep track of both big games in Philadelphia sports tonight. Now, obviously, Sixers are the top billing, but the Philadelphia Phillies have a very important series with the Toronto Blue Jays uh, that starts tonight at Citizens Bank Park. And this is, uh, this is important because after this, they're going to go on a road trip to Colorado. They're going to go see the Giants. Uh, the Cubs come to town, the Diamondbacks. I mean, the schedule gets a little bit easier. The Rockies are a beatable team. The Giants are a beatable team. The Cubs are a beatable team. The Diamondbacks are a beatable team as long as you're not facing Zach Gallen. And then uh, you go into the NL East schedule down near the end of the month on the 25th of May, and that's when you start with the Braves and then the Mets in a back-to-back series. But my point going through the schedule like that is this. The Philadelphia Phillies have a real opportunity, not in this series necessarily, because the Blue Jays are pretty darn good in the AL East, even though the Rays are running away with that division. Uh, But when you look past this series, the next couple are relatively easy. They're winnable. And you just took a game uh, on the back end of your series with the Boston Red Sox. And Red Sox are fine this year, but you could build a little momentum. If you could sweep the Blue Jays or even split with the Blue Jays, just – Uh, not get swept that builds momentum for when you face the Rockies and the Giants and the Cubs and the Diamondbacks these more beatable teams you want to have momentum going into those series so that you can run through them and start to establish a little bit more of maybe not even necessarily a winning streak but two out of every three three out of every four that's the type of role that the Phillies need to start finding themselves on because they're that talented of a team 
and it starts with the Blue Jays tonight. Let's start by looking at uh, game one tonight. And again, I talked a little bit yesterday, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into it. Uh, on the pitching matchups in this series, their premiere. You're going to want to watch this. This is high-level baseball, especially on the mound. And it starts with tonight's matchup of Alec Manoa versus Aaron Nola. Now, Nola is 2-2 two and two on the year with a 4-8-4, sorry, 4-6-4 ERA. I guess my eyesight's going on me a little bit. A 4-6-4 ERA, a 1-1-3 whip in 42 and two-thirds innings pitched. That's solid. It's not as good as you want Nola to be, especially in that ERA spot, but you could do worse than that. Uh, hopefully, he'll find a way to replicate what he did in Houston, uh, where he went uh, eight innings and looked great against the Houston Astros. So we'll see if Nola has one of those performances in him. Tough lineup today, and we'll talk about that a little bit too. Some of the guys hitting for the Blue Jays. We'll do that later on in today's episode. But he's facing off against Alec Manoa, who's one for two on the season, a 4-7-1 ERA, a 1-6-5 whip in 36 and a third innings pitch. The number to look at for Manoa, who's darn good last year. The ERA comparable to Aaron Nola, 4-7-1 for Manoa. 4.64 for Nola, only 0.05 off of each other. Sorry, 0.07 off of each other. I'm not a big math guy. Uh, not my best suit. Uh, but you look at the whip, and Manoa's averaging about a half a base runner more than Nola per inning. 1.65 for Manoa, 1.13 for Nola. Uh, to me, that says that Manoa's Control has been a little bit questionable. You look at the further stats, they've allowed the same number of hits. The big issue here so far for Manoa, he's walked 21. Noel's only walked nine. You got to be patient against him a little bit this year and make him go to work. He's given up the same number of home runs as Aaron Nola. Uh, he's given up the same number of hits. He has one less strikeout to Aaron Nola, or sorry, two less strikeouts. Nola has 33, Manoa has 31. So a relatively even pitching matchup. If you're looking for the difference between these two guys' stat lines, it's the walks. So the Phillies lineup has to be patient against Manoa, who still has really good stuff. A righty, though. You love seeing righties if you're the Philadelphia Phillies because it means Bryson Stott's in for a better day. Brandon Marsh is in for a better day. Uh, you look at those options. Bryce Harper's in for a better day. Kyle Schwarber could try and continue uh, what he started on Sunday with the two-hit game and the home run that uh, – was a big part of extending the lead against Boston in the Phillies 6-1 to win on Sunday. Off day last night, remember. So we had a day to rest up as well. I say we as the fan base because it's been a little bit of a tumultuous start for us too. But more importantly, the players had a day to go ahead and rest. Uh, so you get that all squared away, and then you get this nice little two-game set uh, against the Toronto Blue Jays. So uh, that's fine news. You'll love that. Also, here's the other thing, right, with this two-game set with the Blue Jays. You have another off day coming up on Thursday, two off days in four days. It's kind of weird scheduling considering the Phillies had barely any off days through the first month of the season, but the Phils will take it. Give them a second to air it all out, play as hard as you can these two games. Then you get the off day, go ahead and travel out to the West Coast. Go ahead out to Denver to face the Colorado Rockies. So, uh, yeah, tall ask facing a guy like Alec Manoa, but – it's a situation where the schedule kind of helps you out a little bit. The pitching matchup helps you out a little bit. This is a winnable game tonight for the Philadelphia Phillies, but it's going to be a tight one. And ESPN Analytics says just that. The Phillies have a 50.6% chance to win, a 49.4% chance for the Toronto Blue Jays. So the Phillies actually look to be slightly favored in this one, but uh, honestly kind of one of those toss-up games. And the Blue Jays are uh, going to have a little bit of a road win streak going. They're going to try and keep that moving, while the Phillies, who just came off a six-game losing streak with their win against Boston, are going to try and build a winning streak of their own. So a lot of opportunities there. The leaders for the Blue Jays that you're going to have to keep an eye on offensively, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 
leads the team with seven home runs. That's one less than what Kyle Schwarber has right now. So not uh, insane numbers, but solid. Matt Chapman's batting 349. He's been really, really good for them this year. He's a bit of a problem. Brandon Marsh batting 314 for the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, currently leading the team there. But Chapman at 349 is tough. Guerrero, we know he's a really good hitter. And Bo Bichette has 22 RBIs already. Now, Alec Bohm has 25 RBIs. So you say less home runs from Guerrero than Schwarber, less RBIs for Bichette than Bohm. Yeah, the offense hasn't been struggling a little bit for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I'm I'm looking back at this uh, – not this last series where they hung 10 on the Pirates, 8 on the Pirates, beat them 4 nothing. Uh, but they just faced the Red Sox, and they were swept by the Red Sox, the team the Phillies just took one of. Uh, and they were swept in a four-game series. So uh, the Blue Jays' offense has not been totally up to what you'd expect from the names in their life. They've been good. They've been really good. But they're not, like, transcendent. They're not going great right now. I don't think the Blue Jays are playing their best ball over the past, I don't know, let's call it two weeks. But the problem is, and the Pirates have had a really good start to the year. So this is not just a wipe away, oh, they played the Pirates. It looks like they played really darn good baseball against the Pirates this last series. So the Phillies are seeing a hot Blue Jays team. The Blue Jays are seeing a relatively cold Phillies team. Let's see if we can reverse fortunes a little bit there in game one. And if they can't, well, game two, another premier pitching matchup and one that we're going to get into in just a second as we continue this episode of Locked on Phillies. First of all, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Go ahead and check out tonight. I know I already brought it up. I'm wearing the shirt right now, uh, my Sixers shirt. Philly, Boston, Sixers, Celtics, Game 5 tonight in Boston. It's going to be a tough one. If the Sixers are going to win this one, and they're getting seven and a half right now on FanDuel Sportsbook, I like them to cover. I like it to be a tight game. I don't know if they win, but I think this is going to be one of those games and the rest of the way where Joel Embiid finally breaks out. Then a lot of James Harden. I'd look at Harden's over in assists and Bede's over in points and the Sixers to cover the spread tonight. Maybe I'm a little biased because I'm a Sixers fan, but that's what I'm peeking at, so go ahead and check it out. You can even parlay all those together for better winnings. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's get into game two of this series with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, both games, the same time for this series. They're both going to be 640. Or oh, I lied to you. I just lied to the people. I apologize. Strike that from the record. Reverse it. Game's not the same time. Wednesday, a 4.05 afternoon game. Very interesting start time. You don't normally see those in Philadelphia. Normally, you get the 1 o'clock here, and the 4.05 are like your Sunday day games on the West Coast uh, for us East Coast viewers. But, no, a 4.05 game. So, an afternoon baseball game with a fun pitching matchup in this one. Zach Wheeler takes on. Kevin Gausman. Let's go ahead and dive into the pitching matchup here. We talked about Nolan Manoa, how they're evenly matched. Well, let's run through the numbers for Zach Wheeler and Gausman. Uh, three and two record for Wheeler, two and three for Gausman. A 4.26 ERA for Wheeler, 3.86 for Kevin Gausman. So the ERA lower there for Gausman. We know Wheeler struggled at points to start this year. The whip, 
119 for Kevin Gausman, 124 for Zach Wheeler. So comparable there, even though Wheeler is slightly worse. 38 to 42 is the innings pitch with Wheeler having the lesser. But Wheeler's given up less hits. Uh, Wheeler struck out 46. Gausman struck out 58. 11 walks to 7. Uh, Wheeler has more there. Here's the deciding factor in this one. When I look through the stat line and I say, what's going to be the big question about Kevin Gausman in this game? Well, another right-handed pitcher. You know the Phillies. Lefties have a lot of power uh, for this lineup. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, you're looking at that as opportunities to leave the yard. Those are probably, yeah, I'd say those are your two best power hitters in this entire lineup. I don't, I think that's fair to say, especially with Reese Hoskins out for the year. Well, Gausman's given up five home runs on the year, which isn't a lot, but Wheeler's only given up one. So you say, can a long ball hurt uh, the Toronto Blue Jays in game two of the series? I'd say absolutely. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into it. Of course, the day of that game. So we'll jump in tomorrow and we'll, once we know the lineup and everything, especially since it's a four o'clock game, we'll get that all squared away. But just looking at the weather, um, tomorrow's looking like 74 and sunny. Tonight, 70, maybe a little bit of chance of showers, but tomorrow's perfectly, it's conducive of hitting. It's a shame they're not playing Thursday because Thursday's 81 and sunny. That's what we call hitting season here in Philadelphia. But the weather looks like it's a chance that the long ball could be in play. So if the Phillies are going to have a way to take down the Blue Jays in game two, I look at it and say, okay. Galsman susceptible to giving up home runs or more so than Zach Wheeler. So maybe that'll play in the Phillies' favor. Galsman does lead the Blue Jays in strikeouts so far with those 58. So he's a team leader for them. But Zach Wheeler is the team leader for the Philadelphia Phillies in everything. So I, I don't know. Great pitching matchups. And this, it's kind of a toss up. I look at the ESPN analytics for tomorrow's matchup and the Phillies slight underdogs in that one 47 and a half percent chance to win the Blue Jays 52 and a half percent chance to win that's uh yeah this series is a coin flip realistically if you looked at it you'd say be happy with a split and I would be happy with a split that means you would have taken two of your last three you're going into an easy stretch I'm good with that A, a sweep at the hands of the Blue Jays is unacceptable a split is expected a sweep in favor of the Phillies would be great You'd love to see that. A simple breakdown of the series. Very easy two-game set. Makes it much easier than the three games where you're like, okay, well, they won a series, but they didn't sweep, or they got swept, and it was three games. Two quick games. Go ahead and take care of business. And the Philadelphia Phillies, my issue is I feel like – I don't have the stats on this. Uh, I, I don't know. This is a gut feeling. I feel like they struggle in short two-game series. I don't know why. I remember like a couple of those with the Texas Rangers last year where they got smoked and maybe the Phillies just don't play the Rangers well. But I feel like when they play these short two-game sets, they never sweep. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is uh, revisionist history or something. Maybe this is just me being pessimistic because they lost six of their last seven. But this is a tough spot sometimes for the Phillies. Let's see how they go ahead and take care of business. If you remember, the Phillies, when they played the Blue Jays uh, last year in Toronto – in one of the two series, or maybe the only series they played against the Blue Jays last year, they were without JT Ramuto, without Alec Boehm, all these issues with the vaccination stuff and everything had players unavailable, a whole bunch of stuff going on there that made it difficult to play against the Blue Jays. So we'll go ahead and see. Uh, now, full-strength Phillies team, of course, should be easier than last time. And they played the Jays well in that series, even shorthanded. Last year, So maybe this is one of those teams where the Phillies match up well against them. I think they match up well with these pitchers because even though uh, you're looking at Gausman in game two, who's a big strikeout guy, and Manoa, who does have good stuff, you're looking at two righties. So plays into the Phillies' uh, forte, I guess I would call it. 
they're better against right-handed pitchers. They just have better left-handed bats that don't hit lefties well. Their righties can hit righties well, and you just look better against right-handed pitchers if you're the Philadelphia Phillies and you look at that lineup, so that's good. Uh, we don't have a lineup yet for tonight's game. I'm super interested in who's leading off. If Rob Thompson decides to stick with what he changed on Sunday against the Boston Red Sox in moving Kyle Schwarber down, which resulted in a two-hit afternoon, ending an 0-for-21 streak for Kyle Schwarber and saw him hit a mammoth home run and watch the Phillies win, or is he going to go back to Kyle Schwarber bat leadoff, change it back, and see if that'll work? I would hate it if Kyle Schwarber was batting leadoff tonight, but it's Rob Thompson. Who knows? His call. He's made good decisions in the past that I haven't agreed with. I'm not to the point where I've lost faith in him yet. I just think it would be silly to have Kyle Schwarber leading off uh, rather than Bryson Stott. I would have Stott leading off, then Turner, then Harper. I'd go through actually my ideal lineup with Harper that I went through a couple episodes ago. You can go ahead and look that up. But get that all squared away there. Uh, and uh, go ahead and try and take a win tonight. And you can run the same lineup back out against Galsman tomorrow because Gausman? Galsman. I don't know. I'm saying Galsman. But you have an off day on Thursday. So no worry about getting guys rest. No worries about an off day for anybody. You had one yesterday. You have one tomorrow or have one Thursday, rather. No resting guys this series. Go ahead and play everybody and uh, make sure you put your best foot forward to try and take one or two from the Blue Jays in this home series. You got to start winning a lot of home games because the road schedule, especially with how much travel you're going to have this year with playing every team once, it's going to be tougher. Take care of business at home uh, and get everything all squared away uh, versus the Blue Jays. A very good opportunity for the Philadelphia Phillies to take two. Certainly an expectation that they'll take at least one in this series, despite the Blue Jays currently standing at 21 and 14 and the Phillies are at 16 and 19. Uh, that's not indicative of the talent level of this team. They can they can beat the uh, Blue Jays. I firmly believe it. And I think they will split. That is my official prediction for this series, a split. I think the Phillies take game Hmm. Let's say. I think the Phillies take game two. I think tonight's a loss. I think tomorrow's a win with Zach Wheeler dominating. But hopefully Aaron Nola can prove me wrong. And the starting pitching is going to be the key to this series. Absolutely. Uh, because, frankly, it hasn't been good, and the Phillies need it to be good if they're going to start putting together wins. Can't ask for anything better than your two aces going in a two-game set with off days on either side. That's all you can ask for. Go ahead and take care of business. Coming up. We're going to talk about a return from injury. And no, I'm not talking about Ranger Suarez, who we talked about on yesterday's episode. Now, Suarez will be coming back or is supposed to be coming back for the Colorado Rockies series this weekend out there in Denver. That'll be a welcome addition. No, we're going to talk about this guy that's been DHing and why a great start to his 2023 season, Bryce Harper, we're talking about, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to continue. Some scary stats, but some positive things coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right, so I went back and looked this up this morning, and I wanted to look at, because Bryce Harper right now for the Philadelphia Phillies, he's hitting well. He's playing really, really well since coming back from injury. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, pull up his numbers right now. It's a pain to pull him up because he doesn't qualify for, uh, like, league leader status or anything due to um, not playing enough games yet, but he's batting 368. He's slashing 368, 455. 579 uh, since coming back. He's played five games. Uh, he's had 19 at-bats. Now, he scored six times. 
So he's scoring more than a run a game, which is awesome. He only has one RBI, and he came on that solo home run that he hit in the series against Boston. So he's only got the one home run. Um, he does have uh, a double already, but he's not really the power. hasn't really showed up yet. You just seen the one home run, but I mean, it's only 19 at bats in. That's not bad. If he continues to hit at that pace, 368, a home run every five games, that'll be a darn good year from Bryce Harper, especially considering he's coming off Tommy John surgery and one of the fastest recoveries ever. Here's the problem. I went back to 2022 and when he came back from the thumb injury when he had thumb surgery that pitch that hit him uh, that Blake Snell threw when they were facing the Padres kept him out for just about two months on the nose well he came back the first couple games started out hot he ended up hitting in the final I think he was back for 35 games at the end of last year and he hit like 227 or something we know down the stretch last year Bryce Harper was not good he had a big slump he couldn't figure it out after taking two months off well we had about two months off to start the season so What's going to go on with Bryce Harper? Is he going to continue doing this? Is he due for that slump that he went into last year? It's something to keep an eye on. I don't know what difference it makes that this injury was at the start of the season and not later on in the season, like maybe when pitchers were more stretched out and everything and teams were playing better and had more momentum. Maybe Bryce Harper's body was too tired to recover the way he can recover normally because he had already played half a season and then got hurt and then had to go through a recovery. I, I don't know. I'm not saying Bryce Harper is about to go through a bad slump. He could continue hitting like this because we know he's capable of that. He's a two-time MVP. I'm just saying that he looks really good to start, and that's encouraging. But also be prepared for history telling you that there might be a little bit of a downstretch until, uh, let's call it the All-Star break. Even if he's just an average player, not Bryce Harper, till the All-Star break. That's still better when you, than what you thought you were getting because you thought he might not be back until the All-Star break. So you can work with that. Uh, ideally, he keeps hitting at this level, but just wanted to go through Bryce Harper's start since we're officially a week in to his returning. He played his first game last Tuesday in L.A. against the Dodgers. Well, now after a week, looks pretty good, looks healthy, no complaints about the elbow or anything like that. Seems like he's good to go health-wise. Performance has been great. Just don't think that he's all the way back right now and then get disappointed when he goes through a slump because that's natural when guys are coming back from injury and still getting their timing down and everything like that. So remember what history tells you about Bryce Harper's recovery from injury, but also know that he's back ahead of schedule, so everything we're getting now is an absolute bonus. That's all for today's Locked on Phillies. I want to remind you one more time, you can go ahead and hear the uh, hometown broadcast of the Philadelphia Phillies game with the Toronto Blue Jays tonight, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go ahead to the SiriusXM app. Just uh, search Phillies uh, on the SXM app, and you can go ahead and get everything all listened to on there while the Sixers are going on. Again, Phillies, Blue Jays tonight at 6.40, SiriusXM app. Just go ahead and search Phillies on the uh, SXM app, and you'll hear every pitch of the Philadelphia Phillies hometown broadcast. So go ahead and check that out from our friends over at Sirius. Uh, again, that's all for today's episode. Tomorrow we'll react to the night's game. Preview tomorrow's game in a little bit more detail. And we'll have a little bit of an update on Ranger Suarez because by then we should know when he's scheduled to pitch this weekend because they'll have had a chance to – the assembled media will talk to Rob Thompson about that, I'm sure. So plenty of stuff still to come uh, the rest of the week for Locked On Phillies as the Phillies try and pull out of a little bit of a schneid they've been on. But thank you for tuning in. Always appreciate you listening to Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, what I want you to do, please, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the YouTube. Go ahead and uh, hit that button. You're going to see it pop up in a little bit when the video ends. It makes it so easy to consume Locked on Phillies. 
And uh, it helps us out here at Lock On and myself personally as well. So I appreciate anyone who's already done that. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and hit it. Cost you nothing. Takes no time. Helps you out. Helps me out. It's a win-win. So uh, you do that. And in the meantime, while you're taking care of that, uh, I will talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.